I wake up at 6.49 a.m. My alarm is set for 7. No big deal, I think to myself. I decide to go ahead and get up and get ready for the day. I head out for work, stop by a local coffee shop on the way. There's a few people already in line waiting for their order. Once I put my order in, I'm handed a ticket with an order number. I am number 649. 649. 649. 649. 649. 649. I get to work. It's a Monday, so my coworkers and I reminisce with each other about the weekend. In the midst of our recounting, someone asks me how my mother's doing, and it reminds me, I haven't spoken to my mother in a few days. I should give her a call, I say, and make a mental note of it. Later, I'm going over some reports and notice that someone made the mistake of typing $6.49 rather than $64.90. Wait a second. Wasn't that the order number at the coffee shop? Six four nine 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 six nine. After work, I drive home. Good old rush hour. Everyone is rushing to get home. Traffic is tense. It's a whole lot of stop and go, stop and go. Horns are honking. The occasional road rage shouts are heard in the distance. At one point, traffic starts to flow pretty smoothly. The speed of my lane really picks up. But suddenly, a vehicle a few cars ahead merges into our lane. Everyone ahead of me slams on their brakes. I barely react in time by slamming on my own brakes, and I come seemingly millimeters from rear-ending the car in front of me. I'm so close to them. As I wipe the sweat from my brow, I just so happen to notice the car's license plate. It has a few letters, but the only numbers are 649. 649. 649. 649. Wasn't that my order number this morning? And the mistake on the report, $6.49. And didn't I wake up at 6.49 this morning? How strange, I thought. I have no idea what to make of this recurring number I've kept seeing all day, and even if I did, what do I do about it? I get home, say hi to my wife, play with my dogs, but then I hear my phone ringing. I find my phone and I see that it's my mother. Before I answer, I remember that I made a mental note to myself to call her. But it is evident, as pointed out by my wife on several occasions, that I do not possess a very reliable memory. I answer the phone, my mother and I chat, she gets me caught up on the hometown gossip. Suddenly someone is beeping in trying to call my mother. It's her sister calling. She asks if she can call me right back. I tell her no problem. As I ended the call, I look down at my cell phone and I notice my phone says that my mother called me at 6.49 p.m. and that our conversation lasted for six minutes and 49 six seconds. Six minutes and 49 six seconds. Six minutes and 49 six seconds. Minutes.
So, have you ever randomly had the thought of an old friend pop up in your mind? Someone you haven't seen or talked to in years? Then not long after that random thought, maybe a day or two later, maybe an hour or two later, you're at the grocery store or the bank or out at some restaurant having dinner, and who just so happens to walk in? Yep, random thought friend person you haven't seen or talked to in years. How crazy, right? Maybe you were reminded of a show you used to love watching when you were younger. You pull up YouTube and watch some old clips. A week later, you're reading a list of all the new shows being added to Netflix that month. Guess which old show just so happens to be coming to Netflix? Yep. No more having to look at YouTube for short clips. Or maybe you're reminiscing over a cup of coffee with a friend about an obscure 90s band you both used to be obsessed with. They had one hit, it played on the radio for only one summer, you both bought the CD, you loved every song, but then, in 98, the band broke up and you never heard any more three-part rock harmony hook lines from them again. Good times, right? You both finish your coffee, tell each other how good it was to catch up, you part ways, and you drive home. A few hours later, you're sitting on the john, you're scrolling through Facebook, and wait, what is that? Is that an ad? An ad to purchase concert tickets for a reunion tour of a band you and your buddy used to be obsessed with in the 90s? A band that only had one hit song? A band that broke up in 98? The same band that you and your buddy were just reminiscing about at the coffee shop? What are the odds of that? If you have had any similar experiences like these, then you know all about this episode's topic. You know what it's like to have reality wave its hand at you by way of synchronicities. Thank you for joining us on today's episode where that's exactly what we'll be talking about. Welcome to Parasensory. Now, the story you heard earlier, where the number 649 kept reoccurring, that wasn't a true story. But I have had several experiences just as similar and strange, if not more so, than that story. All throughout my life, I have had countless occurrences of what is known as synchronicities. And today, I am going to tell you a true story. A story about a day in my life. A story about one synchronicity after another. This phenomenon has always captivated me, mainly because it involves reality itself. It involves the world around you, like, like the universe is talking to you, or instead of reality being what you expect it to be and therefore you react to it, 
Reality is rather reacting to you. How wild does that sound? You ever heard the saying, Your beliefs become your reality. Or, you know, like, Whether you believe you can or you can't, you're right. You know what I'm talking about. Many of us already know that in certain aspects of our lives, belief plays a gigantic part. It is responsible for a lot of decisions we make, and it many times determines our success. Our beliefs can be the one thing that helps us with that final push forward, or it can be the one thing to hold us back. Regardless, our reality is then shaped and molded from those beliefs. Some researchers believe that this happens even on a molecular level. For instance, all matter is made from particles. And when you think of matter, just think of all solid objects. Let's think about a chair, for instance. If you zoom in on that chair to the molecular level, you would see that the particles that make up that chair don't even touch. But yet the chair is a solid object. But in all actuality, you should be able to fall right through that chair when you try to sit in it. Of course we don't, but with the evidence we see at the molecular level, why don't we fall through it? I'm sure there's a very simple scientific answer, but did you know that some researchers say that it's simply because of belief or faith? Yeah, you heard that right. Belief is the reason we don't fall through the chair. Well, I didn't see that coming. We believe that we won't fall through, and therefore the chair holds us. I know, you're telling me right now. Ben, do you hear yourself? Are you kidding me? I know, but stay with me. Hear me out. Besides, this is a show all about things strange, right? Think about it, though. If you were told and somehow convinced that someone is in your house with a knife and is going to try and kill you, you become afraid. You become very fearful. Now, turns out no one is in your house trying to kill you, and even though you were somehow convinced of that and you believed it, it wasn't real. But the fear was real. Your belief created a very fearful reality. Alright, that might be a really dumb and extreme example, but I'm sure by now you can see how our thoughts and beliefs can create our perceived reality. Why wouldn't that apply on the molecular level? Now, regardless of what you think about Christianity or the Bible, I'm going to use this next example as purely just an example. Not to mention that there are other records of the same incident happening in many other religious texts and writings. It's the story of when Peter walked on water. The Bible says he was able to do that because he believed. He may have only walked on the water for two seconds, but for two seconds, Peter believed 100% that reality did not dictate his actions, but rather that he could dictate reality. But once his belief fell from 100% to 99.2%, he fell through the water. Because guess what? I think what happened is that suddenly, as he was walking on water, everything that he had been taught all his life, everything that he had been conditioned to believe came flooding back to Peter's mind. It's possible that while walking on the water, Peter thought to himself, but, but this is impossible. And suddenly, he's dog paddling, trying to keep his head above water and gasping for air. Peter went back to where his beliefs put him, in the water instead of on top. 
For me personally, to think that we dictate reality instead of the other way around, certain phenomena and other strange stories we hear start to make a little more sense. Now, disregarding that killer in your house scenario and Peter walking on water, I want you to think about this. Most, if not everything that you know as true is because you were told it was true. You were taught it. Don't get me wrong, many things are also taught by experience or others by research and evidence, but just simply think about uh, each time a record in sports is broken. Every time someone tries to break a certain record, they're pelted with, you can't do that, that's impossible. There's no way you'll make it. But that person, being determined, continued to ignore the naysayers and they put 100% belief behind their efforts and they broke that record. Whatever they were trying to achieve became possible. What was once impossible was now possible. What about before our technological age, before the space program and NASA, where the thought of traveling to the moon was absolutely unfathomable? How about the Wright brothers when they were trying to invent a way to fly? How ludicrous did that seem back then? We challenge reality and the impossible every day, and we change reality and the so-called impossible every day. And it all starts with a thought, a belief. Now, swinging back to this phenomenon of synchronicity, I think synchronicity is reality's way of reminding us, hey, you can shape me. I'm flexible. Challenge me. I feel that synchronicity is the universe waving at us. A friend of mine and I both share the same reverent fascination for this mystery of what we call reality. We've known each other practically since birth, and the older we become, we begin to realize more and more that reality is not all what it seems to be. We were soon introduced to books like The Disappearance of the Universe by Gary Renard, The Bhagavad Gita, anything by Alan Watts or Ken Wilber. It was like the universe was reaching out to us, feeding us, teaching us that there is more to this world than what we see. And when that began happening, we started having more and more occurrences of synchronicities. Wikipedia says that synchronicity is a concept first introduced by analytical psychologist Carl Jung, which holds that events are meaningful coincidences if they occur with no causal relationship, yet seem to be meaningfully related. Phil Cousineau says that synchronicity is an inexplicable and profoundly meaningful coincidence that stirs the soul. Merriam-Webster's Dictionary says that synchronicity is the coincidental occurrence of events, and especially psychic events, that seem related but are not explained by conventional mechanisms of causality. My friend that I mentioned earlier, his name's Nathan, and I personally like his definition the best. In my opinion, a synchronicity is just the universe telling us that we are exactly where we're supposed to be at that point in time, doing exactly what we're supposed to be doing. So, surely we understand by now what synchronicities are, right? Okay.
Okay, so I've kept you waiting long enough. Let's get to the meat and potatoes of this episode. Let me tell you about that day I had. The day the universe waved at me. So the day starts out very normal. Nothing unusual. I get up in the morning and get ready for work, as I always do. It's worth noting that I work in healthcare. My day consists of performing specialty diagnostic exams on patients. Anyway, so once I'm at work, I have some downtime before my first patient. While I'm waiting, I decide to read. And I'm reading Carl Jung's book titled Synchronicity and a Causal Connecting Principle. A co-worker sees that I'm reading this book and, uh, you know, she becomes curious and asks, you know, what are you reading? And I tell her the title of the book and the author and she quickly replies, what in the hell is synchronicity? Why do you read that stuff? I laugh and I explain to her that I take interest in anything outside the norm. But she asks again, what does synchronicity mean? So I begin to try and explain, just as I have with you in the beginning of this episode, with examples. I ask her things like, You ever think about somebody randomly and then later you see that person or something comes up about that person? My coworker shrugs and says, I don't know. I try again. You never like just thought about something in particular and then that something just kind of pops up somewhere else in your life randomly and then you thought to yourself, hmm, that's weird. I was just thinking about that. Have you ever had any experience like that? She shrugged a little bigger this time and said, I don't know. I mean, I don't think so. I told her, well, those are synchronicities. I know I'm not explaining it very well, and that's only because, well, it's very hard to explain. She shrugged a third and final time before walking away from me in what I can only assume was total confusion, or just total loss of interest in what I was trying to describe to her. So later on in the day, I'm doing some paperwork, waiting on my next patient. I'm humming a melody that I've had stuck in my head for weeks, and I can't for the life of me think of what song it is. I know it's by a band. I know it's not a solo artist. I know I'm a fan of the band. I'm a fan of the song, but I cannot figure out what the song is or who the band is. Whatever. My next patient's here. I bring this next patient back. She's an older lady. Um, And of course, just like with any other patient uh, during my test, I usually am pretty personable and we just get to talking and chatting about life. She tells me that her and her husband are gonna retire soon. And I ask her what their plans are after they retire. She says they plan to move to South Padre Island, Texas. I have never heard of South Padre Island I didn't even know that there was an island off the coast of Texas. I still don't know if it's really an island. I've never looked it up. I've never Googled it. So we talk about South Padre Island and 
I find out why they were attracted to South Padre Island, why it makes, you know, a good retirement place to live, you know, and, uh, and we just have a, a lovely conversation. I get done with her test and I send her on her way. So later in the day, it becomes my lunch break. And a lot of us are taking lunch at the same time. Um, you know, that's the beauty of working in, a, in an office instead of a big facility. So I'm reading my book again on my lunch break. And the co-worker from earlier who was asking about the book and asking what synchronicities were, and I just confused her and she walked away from me, she's not far from me um, having a conversation with another co-worker. She's explaining to this co-worker uh, that her neighbors last night were just being really loud. She thought she was going to have to call the cops. It was really late. She couldn't get to sleep. They were keeping her up. And the way she described um, her neighbors outside, she specifically used the phrase, it sounded like an outbreak of war. 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 Now, I know none of this has seemed very compelling yet, but check this out. As my co-worker said the phrase, outbreak of war, I simultaneously read this. The writer William von Schultz tells the story of a mother who took a photograph of her small son in the Black Forest. She left the film to be developed in Strasbourg. But owing to the outbreak of war, outbreak of war, outbreak of war, outbreak of war, she was unable to fetch it and gave it up for lost. Holy shit. I read the phrase outbreak of war at precisely the same time that it came out of my coworker's mouth. It was unbelievable. I was shocked. I immediately went to her. I interrupted her conversation with the other co-worker and I said, This, this is what synchronicity is. She had no idea what I was talking about, of course, and I showed her. I said, Look, you were just explaining your neighbors, right? Sounding like they were, it sounded like it was an outbreak of war, right? She says, Yes. And I pointed at the sentence in the book. I said, I read this at precisely the same time that you said that. She still looked confused. I pointed again at the book, and I underlined with my finger, Outbreak of War. And she looked at it, and she thought about what she had been talking about. And slowly, her eyes widened, and her jaw dropped a little bit. I knew at that moment, she finally realized what a synchronicity was. And yeah, she was pretty shocked. I mean, why wouldn't you be? That's just such a strange coincidence. What are the odds of that? I told her that we just lived and experienced the literal definition of synchronicity. She was asking what synchronicity meant and the universe, reality, answered her, saying, this is a synchronicity. Here is your answer. <laughs> and I also pointed out how crazy it was that she was asking what a synchronicity was and then a synchronicity happened and it involved a book titled Synchronicity. So she looks back at me, she smiles, she says, That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. She asks, but what does it mean? I said, I have no idea what it means. That's kind of why I'm reading this book. So <laughs> the day keeps going. We keep working. 
Another strange uh, synchronicity is um, I keep seeing the date of my birthday keep popping up. I was born on 217. And as I'm doing these diagnostic procedures on patients, I'm constantly getting measurements. And 217 is popping up everywhere. I mean, places where you usually wouldn't see it. Places where commonly you would get a 0.5 or a a 1.2. I'm getting 217. I even get one patient who was born the same day I was. Of course, a different year, but... He was born on 217, and all throughout his test, the number 217 kept popping up. And these aren't measurements that I'm making or that I'm coming up with on my own. These are calculations that are equaling out to 217. So it's just another very strange coincidence of the day. All right, so work is over with. I drive home. Um, and I'm, I'm dating a girl at the time, and I decide that I'm going to go see her at her house. And uh, so I get home, and I change and get back in my car and start to drive to her house. Um, I turn on the radio. This is back in the day where people still listen to radios. Um, turn on the radio, and the song comes on. Guess what song it is? It is that same song that I have had stuck in my head for weeks that I could not for the life of me figure out what it was. So here it is. Just so happens to be playing on the day that I think to myself, my God, I wish I could figure out what this song is. No more wondering what song it is. Hmm. Pretty cool. By this point, I'm thinking, well, just another synchronicity to add to the list for today. Now... I get to my girlfriend's house, we hang out a little bit, um, I stay a little later than, than I probably should have, and we decide that I should just stay the night over. So we get ready to go to bed, I go ahead and lay down, and she goes to change into something more comfortable to sleep in. She has her back facing me, and she changes her shirt, and she just puts on an old t-shirt, you know, to, to go to sleep in. She puts on the shirt, and when she turns around, I notice that it is a shirt from South Padre Island, Texas. You have got to be fucking kidding me. So I freak out a little bit when I see the shirt. My girlfriend asks me what's wrong, and of course I tell her there's nothing wrong. But I tell her about all the coincidences that have happened that day and about the lady who talked about retiring to South Padre Island, Texas. She says, huh. That's pretty cool. 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 So there you go. That's the day the universe waved at me. The day the reality was just constantly shaking me by the shoulders. Now look, real quick, before we end this episode, I have to note that even though I feel like I experience synchronicities a lot, ever since I started writing this episode, I have been hit constantly with them. Every day, multiple times a day. 
my buddy Nathan that you heard from earlier, he's one of the only people I can talk to about synchronicities. He's one of my only friends that truly understands them. Not to mention that him and I both have years of experiencing countless synchronicities together. So of course, I let him know that I'm writing this episode about synchronicities, and I mentioned that I've been experiencing them a lot ever since I started writing it. Since then, he and I have traded text messages every day, all day, about the constant smattering of synchronicities we are both experiencing. For example, Nathan was driving home from work. Oh, and I have to mention real quick that instead of actually texting each other, Nathan and I record voice messages and send to each other through our texting app. So instead of text messages, we send each other voice messages. So anyway, Nathan's driving home from work. Him and I are voice messaging each other about our synchronistic experiences. And you have to understand, a big synchronicity with Nathan is that he sees the number 49 everywhere. License plates, random reports, he'll randomly look at the time, and it's almost always on the 49th minute of the hour. So in the middle of our conversation we're having through voice messages about synchronicities, he sends me another message that describes his experience in the gas station he just stopped at. And, well, I'll just let you hear it for yourself. I just went in the gas station, got me a beer and some chips. Guess how much the total came to? (laughs) $4.90. his big synchronicity, all while we're talking about synchronicities. You can't make that shit up. So the day after Nathan sent me that message, um, I was listening to a podcast that featured a certain celebrity. Um, And this particular celebrity had been on Saturday Night Live back in the 90s. And in this podcast episode where he's being interviewed, um, he went into detail about a particular recurring skit that him and another cast member would perform. Um, and he talked about how he came up with the character that he played in the skit and how that character evolved over time. You know, just some fun facts. Uh, so it just got me thinking, you know, man, I haven't even, I haven't even thought about that skit in years and years. I haven't seen it probably in 20 years. So I'm going to look it up and and watch it sometime. Of course, I never did. But the very next morning, no lie, not even 12 hours later, I was scrolling through Facebook and a friend of mine shared a Saturday Night Live sketch. The very same sketch that I learned some fun facts about the day before on a podcast. Look, I, I know these... These situations aren't impossible, but I mean, come on, what are the odds that I just so happened to pick out an episode of, of a random podcast, I listen to it, it just so happens to have this celebrity on it, they talk about this particular skit on Saturday Night Live, I think about how I want to watch that skit again, and less than 12 hours later, that skit is has presented itself in front of me. Uh, You can't say that's not crazy. Another small synchronicity um, while working on this episode, um, you know, at my job, I I still work in healthcare. I I deal with patients every day. And one day, um, one of my patients, uh, she was was five foot three, 
Her weight was 180 pounds. Her blood pressure was 180 over 80, and her heart rate was 53 beats per minute. So she's she's five three. She's five foot three inches. Her heart rate is 53 beats per minute. Her weight is 180 pounds, and her blood pressure is 180 over 80. I know that's not too big of a deal, but to me, it was worth noting. So I'm going to share one more. Um, even though there's so many more that happened, I, I just couldn't keep up with them. I, you know, I tried to record them all and and save messages and write notes, um, but. Uh, this one actually came this morning. This will probably be the last day I work on this episode. I'm, I'm going to try to wrap it up today. So I don't know. I guess it's kind of fitting, but um, it involves Nathan again, and I'm going to just let him tell it. But on the subject of synchronicities, I had to share one with you, a crazy one today, uh, Cameron lately. Cameron is uh, Nathan's son. has been talking about uh, cats that have ran away. Rocky, which was Sherry and I's cat, and... Uh, one of his cats when he was little and then we went to tractor supply this morning and bought uh, cat food and a bunch of feed for the animals well Cameron picks out a cat toy it's a little bitty stuffed tabby cat orange and white so okay he names it Tara so we bring it home we bring it by the farm swing by say hey to mom after we're done with chores and she talks about wanting an orange tabby cat and just would love to have one well, uh, just a minute ago, I was sitting here in the living room before we were leaving, and I heard, meow, meow, meow at the front door. And I went and checked, and guess what the fuck was at my front door, Bitten, and is now eating cat food at my front door. <laughs> uh, no one can argue how fucking insane that is. Alright, so what does it all mean? I, I have no idea. Uh, but synchronicities is one of my favorite occurrences, one of my favorite phenomenon. Um, it's just absolutely insane. I don't know what they are, I don't know what it means, but I do believe it has something to do with reality reacting to us. Uh, I, I feel that it is the universe speaking to us, um, or, or us speaking to ourselves. I, don't, I have no idea. Um, stuff that we put out there and then it reflects back. I have no idea. But um, as I mentioned earlier in this episode, um, I do take comfort in my friend Nathan's um, uh, take on it, which is, you know, each time you experience a synchronicity, it just means, you know, you're right where you need to be. And I don't know, maybe one of you listening out there, um, if you experience these things, maybe that's what you need to hear. Maybe you need to take comfort in that, that, you know, you're right where you need to be. So don't worry. So that's going to be it, guys. We're going to wrap it up. Um, again, thank you so much for listening. Um, if you haven't subscribed, please subscribe. I think Apple finally accepted my podcast. So if you, if you listen to Apple Podcast, I know a few of you um, have been listening to me on Spotify and, and other other ways. Um, but if you have Apple, if you prefer Apple, you can hit me up on Apple. Um, so subscribe if you haven't subscribed. And 
As always, please reach out to me. Um, I want to hear your stories. I, I need your stories. Um, you know, eventually I'm going to run out and I need more content. Uh, so email me, parasensorypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, tell me your stories. Tell me what you think. Uh, you know, whatever you want. Um, so, so contact me, email me. Um, anyway, I guess that's going to be it. I'm going to wrap it up. Uh, thank you so much again for listening, guys. Um, until next time, keep it strange. And as always, remember, there is more to this world than what we see.